you gotta put yourself in the mind of the consumer, yeah. right? They're scrolling, they see a product, they kind of like it. Is it cheap enough? Thirty dollars? Yeah, sure, I'll get it. And then they just kind of forget about it, right? Most of them are like that. They just get it and they can't forget about yeah. it. And maybe it rises in the mail like two weeks later if they're lucky. And they're just like, oh well, I forgot I ordered yeah, this. Yeah, Here exactly. It is. And it doesn't work. <laughs> All right, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Yellow Kings pod. And in today's episode, we're actually going to be talking to Andrew Ming, the guy who's always here every single week. <laughs> but we're going to be diving a little bit deeper into his whole dropshipping journey because uh, for those of you that don't know, before he was doing all the social media stuff, he's had quite an extensive history with dropshipping, talking about the ups, the downs, and ultimately why he decided to walk away from dropshipping completely. Um, so we'll start it off. Andrew, uh, could you just give us like a little bit of a story about like what what made you get into dropshipping in the first place? Yeah, so my backstory in dropshipping actually started when I was working in investment banking. So I didn't do dropshipping investment banking, but that was the first time I heard about it. Or I was on a call with one of my coworkers, and we're just chewing the shit, chatting up and stuff. It was a guy that I liked a lot, and he said something about one time on one call. Basically, he was like, "You know, Andrew, we're working like eighty hours a week already, and we just like." throw all this time into like something like drop shipping or something on lines of that, we could probably make just the same amount of money, if not more, and like own a business. And I, I remember hearing him saying that. I was like, oh, drop shipping. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Sounds cool, though. Let me go look more into it. So that night, I went home, looked up what drop shipping was, um, and I was like, oh, it's e-commerce. At that point, I never heard the word drop shipping up to that point, right? And I don't even know how they came up with that terminology, mm. drop shipping, because... Uh, if, you, if you guys used to play StarCraft, I think dropshipping was the thing you did when you sent a bunch of Marines and your medic back to your Emmy space. That is dropshipping on your Emmy space, which makes sense, right? Because you're, you're a ship and you're dropping. So that's dropshipping, right? So, so when I thought about dropshipping, I was like, yeah, StarCraft 2, motherfuckers, right? No, it's, it's e-commerce. I, it's, to this day, I still understand why it's called dropshipping. Um, but now that you bring it up, I don't know why either. I, I, I don't get why it's called that either. Okay. Let me but let me explain what dropshipping is. Oh, this 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 gonna be a fun episode, dude. I have so much shit to say about this. <laughs> so dropshipping, for you guys don't know out there, like I said, it's e-commerce, but it's a very specific type of e-commerce. So within e-commerce, uh, which basically just is broad term of saying you sell things online, dropshipping is not a business. It is a business model. It is a way to do e-commerce in which you are the person selling a product but you don't hold inventory for the product. But what happens is when you make a sale of a product on your website, you ship it directly out from the manufacturer or the factory, right? You never hold inventory yourself. So dropshipping is very beautiful in the way of like, the start cost is very low because all you're really paying for is like the website, uh, maybe some marketing, uh, obviously marketing, but like apps, uh, the website, domain, and mostly the biggest expense is ads and marketing if you're going down that avenue. And I'll talk more in a second about different type of avenue you can go down for dropshipping of like bringing traffic to your website. But that's why it's so popular among, you know, new business owners and also, you know, younger kids because all you really need to start dropshipping, you know, if I, if I also give a very, very, very realistic um, budget, it's around $2,000. Uh, you can't. You could start dropshipping for zero dollars at the sell for on like these fucking you know YouTube videos. I was like, how to start dropshipping zero dollars? And usually, what that what you do with that is you start you go through a TikTok organic channel in which you make organic content for your product, and then when your product goes viral, um, you have a link in bio that drives it to your store, right? 
but that's a whole entire different story. You got to know how to do TikTok. Then your videos got to go viral. And uh, it's this whole run with that. But to, in order to start dropshipping, the very typical way in which you're running ads on these different ad platforms like Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, I will say a good budget is 2000 3000 to test products and to basically like have enough money to see results from it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I got exposed to dropshipping. What's based, my coworker told me about it. I didn't know anything about it, and I did, I did more research into it. So when I quit my job in January 2021 to basically become a full-time entrepreneur, guys, um, at that point, I didn't have a business idea that I wanted to start because I just didn't have one. I, all I knew is that I want to start a business. I wanted to create content, and I knew I did not want to work in investment banking. That was like number one priority, to get out the investment banking job. So naturally, the first thing that came to my mind was like, okay, I know about this thing called dropshipping because my coworker told me about it once. I did more research into it, and lo and behold, before I knew it, I was diving deep into that world for pretty much like the past two years. Um, so for you guys, so just to give you guys a quick summary uh, before we dive deeper into individual like you know products I was selling, my strategies and stuff. I did dropship from 2021 to 2022, basically two years, made around 200,000 in revenue. Um, I lost a lot of money in the beginning, but then towards the end, I was like pretty, pretty decently profitable. Uh, so overall, if I was to put a number to it, I probably broke even on everything I was doing. So I made like 200K in, in revenue, but I probably like had 200K in expenses as well. But learned a lot about paid ads, business, online marketing, e-commerce overall. Um, but yeah, that, that that's kind of like where I'm at. So just give you a little metric of like who you're listening to and like how much, I guess, how much you should trust what I'm saying, right? These these are like uh, my results that I got with draw shipping. It's interesting that you said uh, at the end you started becoming a little bit yeah. more profitable, but even then you still decided to walk away. I actually didn't know that. I thought you were still like I thought it was always just like a sine wave, ups and mm -hmm. downs, ups and downs. But then, if by the end you were getting better at it and becoming more profitable, why did you decide to walk away from drop shipping? Yeah. So towards the end, I can actually show you guys. I'll do a little demonstration here. Ugh. Nice. I'm telling you, this is fun. This is gonna be a fun episode. So if you guys are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I am so freaking sorry. Go to our YouTube right now to see what I'm about to show you guys. Um, these were all my quote unquote winning products. Um, if I, I define a winning product by a product that made more than 10,000 in revenue, roughly. So this is the first winning product I ever sold. It's like a kitchen chopper, a kitchen slicer, as I call it. It was a complete piece of shit. Like if I was to do a quick demonstration, this thing barely worked. All right, like you can't even get the shit off. Brutal. So basically, what happens is there's there's a knife here, and then you put a fruit into it, and then as as the fruit is cutting with this thing, it's a kitchen chopper, right? It'll basically slice it out in like you know thin slices, julienne strips. You know, all these, you know, French fried strips and stuff, all this fun stuff, right? Mm -hmm. The problem was, this thing never worked. Oh, God. So, this is the first product I sold. I made around $90,000 in revenue just running Facebook ads to this product. And I was profitable, maybe like a couple thousand dollars. Um, and the reason for that, now looking back, I can go deep into it, is because... I, I didn't know I was doing Facebook, Facebook ads. I, was, I wasn't running the right campaigns. I wasn't turning out the right ad sets. And it was just a learning process. 
But the product went so fucking viral on Facebook anyways with Facebook ads and the conversions were pretty decent that else is still able to make some profit. Um, the second problem with this is like why the profitability is so low, even though I made a little bit, is because the margins were bad. So in dropshipping, there's a rule in which like you always want to sell products that have at least a 2.5 to 3x margin. So what does that mean, right? What does margin mean? It means the cost of the product to source this from the supplier is roughly, or you sell for roughly two and a half to three X that price. So I was selling this for $40 at that time, but it cost me around $20 to source the product. And if you factor in like the customer acquisition rate on Facebook at that time with the ads I was running, it was roughly, I was paying roughly like 10 to $15 per acquisition. So in reality for each single one I was selling, I had to source it $20. I was paying around $15 um, to, to, to gain a customer on Facebook. So my profit margin was only like $5 per, per sale, which is not that great. Really, it wasn't that great. Um, this is the second product I was selling. It's basically like a bathroom handle. It's like a suction handle that you can put in a bathroom. Um, it, 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 this actually worked kind of nice, not gonna lie. So basically what you do is you put on your desk or on the wall of a bathroom. It's like, I market it towards like older, elder individuals because um, you know, they don't want to slip in the shower and stuff. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, have these shower handles in the shower and you won't slip and fall. And once you like put on the suction cup, it actually works up, it actually works pretty nicely. But basically it's, it's a very, very sturdy uh, shower suction handle. Uh, this one, this is so funny because well. I'm make, like, pretty sure my parents have uh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying like, yeah, I mean, these are so okay, funny these that, that viral you sold products. that product. These are all viral products. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, there's so many oh, products I see yeah. on like Amazon, Timu, and all that stuff. I'm like, I have either seen that product or sold a product. I know every single product that went viral, I've seen it before. Yeah, it's it's always so hilarious when I go mm. to Timu now. I'm like, mm -hmm. I've I have either tried to sell these products or I've definitely seen it before on ads. So like, I I know I was dude, I was so deep in this shit. I was so fucking deep in this shit. Anyways, after that, I was selling this yeah. thing. It's a basically a head massager. Uh. Because at this point, I was so fed up with selling cheaply made Chinese products that I wanted to get something more high quality, right? So my, my philosophy was like, okay, if the product costs more to source, that means the product is better quality, which, which usually that was the case because this is like a cheap Chinese product. This is also, by the way, just because Chinese doesn't mean it's cheap. Like most of your guys, most of your shit comes from China nowadays. Like your iPhones are made in China. Like it's not cheap, but we're just going to say the term cheap Chinese products for for keeping it easy sake and stuff. This was also just like a nice cheap plastic, even though it did work. Um, this was a product that was the first time I sold a high quality product. So this is a head massager in which basically, you know, you use this and massage your head and stuff. And I sold it as a way to prevent hair loss. Cause I was like, oh, uh, you want, oh you want to prevent God. hair loss? I mark it as a way of like massaging your scalp, increasing blood flow and stuff, which is true. Which is true to some extent, at least not completely true, but it's true to some extent. I, I like I literally mm. linked studies to like research papers on my website <laughs> and stuff. Um, I think I I sold this for seventy bucks, and I think I sourced it for thirty five dollars, roughly. So again, not the greatest margin. So I just wasn't that profitable. And like, am I going to be completely honest? When you're selling higher ticket products, um. Unless you really know what you're doing, it's hard to be more profitable just because in order to get someone to buy a $70 product from your website, it, it requires a lot more trust, a lot more marketing, and just a lot more of generally, you know what you're doing so you can get the customer to trust, oh, trust what you're selling them and stuff. And the last product that I sold 
during dropshipping, all right, my last quote-unquote winning product that I ever sold was, was this phone case, which was my most profitable product that I've ever sold in dropshipping overall. Um, it was probably also the shittiest product I ever sold, actually. So basically, this is a phone case for your phone. Um, I don't even know my phone's going to fit on this or not. Let me, let me see. So here's my phone, right? You basically just put it on here. And boom, you have a phone case. The reason why this sold is because this was marketed as glass. Like in the ad videos. Oh, God. I, okay, I'm going to try to see if I can send Viabov a couple of videos of like all the products, all the ads that I use. Because I think that will be so fun to watch. But I marketed it as glass. But it's plastic. But you mark it as glass. You said, the, oh, the screens are glass. Higher protection. It just, the video made the, the case look very high quality. And I just want to say real quick, like, I didn't make any of these ad videos. I just grabbed it off of AliExpress or just other dropshippers that were selling the same product. And we just, everyone just, that, that's the culture of dropshipping. You just, you just take shit from other people that's already working. Because to make something yourself and to have it, have it work is so much work and effort and high risk that if you're just starting out, the ROI you get from just jacking someone else's product ads and everything is so much more worthwhile because you're putting zero, zero effort in you're just being like you have something at work i'm gonna take exactly what you did i can source it for a same supplier and sell the same product but anyways none of us this was my most profitable product at towards the end i think i made like 50k in revenue and i think the profit was fuck i don't even know maybe like 10k or something i don't know that i forgot the exact numbers but it was it was definitely my most profitable product and i, I made that amount in like two to three months or something uh, why did I stop selling this? Because I, I start losing money because too many competitors start coming in because they see me selling it. They see RPO selling it. So obviously, once everyone floods the market, every single dropshipper in the world trying to sell the same product, your 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 customer acquisition goes way up uh, because there's just so much more competition and people are just buying for different stores. And eventually, the market saturates saturates too, right? Like there's not enough customers to sell to after a while. But overall, I think to answer a question of like why I ended up quitting dropshipping, it's because it, it was a mix of reasons, right? Number one, I just got so burnt out at this point from doing it of like selling these products that I didn't care about. Like I never care about kitchen tools. I didn't care about bathroom handles. I didn't care about hair loss. You know, a lot of people talk about like, oh, passion this, passion that. Honestly, I don't think you need to sell something you're passionate about, but I definitely just could give less of a shit. Like I, I, I never cared about selling physical products to Andy's audiences. Like none of these audiences was something I resonated with. Like when I was selling this phone case, like it was just a broad general audience. Um, and for me personally, like because of that, it was very hard for me to keep going when times were bad. When times were good, you're making money, beautiful. Everyone's happy, right? But let's say like I go through like a dip, like, you know, uh, the ads are, are, are getting stale. I'm not making any conversions. I'm losing money on certain days. It was so hard for me to get up every single day and keep going just because, like, I just I just hated doing it overall. So that's one of the reasons. It's just, like, I just didn't care about what I was doing. I didn't love the business. I didn't love the business model, any part of it. It was only good when it was good, and it was bad when it was bad. Um, the second part was I just felt like I was scamming people a lot of the times. You know, I just felt like I was scamming people. Um, yeah. So you do get high quality products like these once in a while, but I'm telling you, 90% of the dropshipping products that are being sold right now on the internet are just cheaply made pieces of crap that, 
for lack of better, you're kind of just scamming your customers. You're selling this very highly marked up cheap product that shouldn't be worth that much. Like I sold this phone case for like $25. I don't think it was worth $25. I could never get over that hump. It's like, I look at it myself. I'm like, this is worth 10 at most. But if I sell for 10, I lose money. So I never felt good selling a product because I felt like I was just scamming my customers. And I think that's a value that I've taken to me onto this point. If like, if I don't think I'm adding value and doing good, it's so hard to continue on because like the only thing driving you is just making money. Because when you're not making money, you can't be like, well, you know what? At least like I'm, I'm selling something I care about. This adding value to customers. Be like, dude, no one even wants this cheap piece of shit. I don't even care about this cheap piece of shit. Why am I doing this? It's not even making money right now. Um, I mean, ultimately, I, if, all right, I, will, I will add a big, big, big caveat to that, which is I don't think drop shipping is a scam. I don't think so. I think dropshipping is um, at least the the one uh, again. Dropshipping just a business model, but the dropshipping I am describing, uh, which is one that you're you you've, you market product on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, and then um, you ship it out for a supplier in China. That version of dropshipping is fine to start out with. You can make money of it. I have made money of it, but you know you 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 got to keep doing it. It takes a while to get to see success. And afterwards, it leads to something greater. And once you get these skill sets, you can start like a legit brand and hold inventory and actually like create products with high quality because you have already learned like the, the basics of running ads on like these different ad platforms and how marketing works, copywriting, web design, all these things. So that so a lot of people will say like dropshipping is a scam. I don't think it's a scam. I don't think it's a scam. I think it works. Number one, you can make money with it, but it's very hard. And number two, it does lead to something greater. Now, what I do think is um, not like, but again, like, like people make out to be easier than it seems. I think dropshipping is like kind of content creation, which is a winner take all economy. If you're the best of the best and you're a top 1% of dropshippers and you really know what you're doing, you've been in the game for a very long time or you just got it early and stuff, then you can make a lot of money. But right now it's like, it's very saturated. A lot of people are trying to do it. And it's, I'll say it's harder than ever, and it does require a lot of luck um, to, to see success in dropshipping. So there's, there's a lot to it, but it, it does work, but it's, it, it's not as simple as everyone puts it out to be. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I'll be honest, I've definitely gotten into my dropshipping rabbit holes too. I think when I first learned about it, I thought it was like so fascinating, but um, never ever actually did it or like committed to it either. And I think ultimately at the end, I think one of the most common critiques of dropshipping, which you already mentioned, is the fact that it feels like you're you're like selling snake oil. Like yeah, you're. It does feel like a little bit that you're kind of duping them or like scamming your customers in that sense, um, which is not completely false, but it's also like not completely true yeah. either. So it's it's a complicated space for sure. Um, I guess ultimately at the end, though, I don't think it was like totally for waste. You know, I think would you say that doing dropshipping has having that phase in your life has helped like obviously you've learned from it like have you learned a lot of like the marketing skills necessary to like know how to write and create a better more performant facebook or social media ad compared to if you had never done dropshipping at all 100 percent, 100 percent. like i i know an awful amount about running paid ads that has benefited me in like the current agency that i run even though we work with organic content because it, it allows me to be very knowledgeable in conversations. And there has been times where a couple of clients that I work with right now, my social media agency, even though, you know, my main product offering is hiring creators to, you know, 
get these creators to create content for these brands organically on TikTok. I have a couple of people be like, hey, we actually want to do paid ads. Can you also help me find creators to make paid ads and re review those videos? And because I've done drop shipping, and making organic ad videos and paid ads is completely different. Like they're, they're very different types of videos that you're making. So it's definitely has benefited me on that aspect. And overall, it just gave me a more holistic perspective of like the whole marketing ecosystem, which I think is something that it's it, maybe it's not showing immediately right now, but it definitely will show down the line. Because like I can have a very intelligent conversation about mm -hmm. CPM, CPCs, um, CPAs, and all that type of stuff. Like those those things don't I don't look at and be like I don't know what I'm looking. At. I know exactly what I'm looking at. Um, but I think also on a more personal side, it just taught me a lot about like what I value in business and what type of businesses I want to run and what type of business I don't want to run. And I think that's like a valuable thing yeah. that I've learned. And, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then I guess like what uh, do you do you think that you would have felt differently with regards to dropshipping if it was because okay, like not specifically dropshipping, but e-commerce in general, do you think you would have felt better about it? Like you mentioned that sometimes you had like this like kind of icky feeling deep down inside, like you're not doing something that provides value. real value to the world. Yeah. Do you think that feeling would have changed if it like was a product that you actually believed in? If it was, if it was a product that you actually believed in, do you think that you would be able to go back into the e-com world to try to sell it? Or do you feel like you're done with e-com in general for the most part? No, I, 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 I think that if there's a product I actually want to sell, I would sell it. I, it's like, I think the biggest thing that burned me out was just feeling like I was selling cheap garbage from China. I, I think that was like the biggest portion, just mm -hmm. that moral compass inside of me. And that honestly, sometimes, you know, like if you want to be a really, really successful draw shipper, hey man, if you don't have, if you have no moral compass at all, fucking amazing industry, you can make a lot of money of it. But for me, it's like, I want to feel like I was mm. selling something of substance, of value, of high quality. That I'm not saying you can't do in dropshipping. It's definitely possible. Again, like I said, 10% of the products out there are actually really nice, very good. And people have built very, very successful brands around them. For example, example, uh, for, for example one of those brands is called Blendjet. They started as a dropshipping store, but now they're like a very, very big branded store, right? So there are a lot of success stories, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying like 90% of products out there are very very cheap quality so the question now that i get asked all the time or i ask myself is like well andrew just sell high quality products don't sell cheap products okay but then we run to a dilemma the biggest dilemma of draw shipping i had is sometimes the good quality products just don't sell and the cheap products do mm. so what do you do in that situation like what's an example of a high quality product that, that doesn't one. sell i couldn't get this to sell this would have been oh, this would have been beautiful to mm. sell very high quality very nice plastic I made like 10K off of this. I think I ran like 20K in ads. I lost so much money on this. I want this to work so badly. This thing, cheap wow. fuck, fucking flimsy ass plastic phone case, 50 grand, just like that. So easy. So you're always in this dilemma of like, do I make That's money crazy. or do I rip off my customers? And I just didn't want to go through that anymore, right? I knew what it was like to make money. I know it's like to lose money or drop shipping. I know if I keep going forward, there will be times where I'm going to have to face that choice again. And I'm going to be honest, guys, like I, I didn't have a job. You know, I'm living back home with my mom. And it's like, you're trying to prove to yourself. You're trying to prove to your friends. You're trying to prove to the world that like you're, you're successful. You're making money and stuff. So when I when, when present the opportunity to make money selling cheap product, I, I took it. I fucking took it. And I knew I will keep taking that opportunity. 
And I, I, I didn't want to put myself in that position, right? It, it's like, it's, it's just this constant moral dilemma of like, make money or scam customers. Now, in a, in a perfect world where I find a product that's high quality also sells very well, of course, of course I'll love it. But after doing it for two years, I realized that perfect world could happen, but also might not happen. And I knew I would take the chance to make money. And it never made, I, I felt like shit. Mm-hmm. Every single day I woke up to check customer emails. I felt like shit, right? They'll see like, I want my money back. Mm. This is a piece of crap. Because they're, they're right. They're not wrong. They're right. I mm. was selling them shit. Yeah. So when I read, sometimes when I read TikTok comments in my comment section, eh, people, you know, they, they, you know what I'm talking about, Thomas. They dunk others and stuff. But I know they're wrong. Or even if they're, wrong, if they're right a little bit, it's like, ah, whatever. It's your opinion, right? This, this is subjective. But for mm. these, I knew it was objective. This this was objectively garbage I was selling. Um, yeah. So it just, it didn't feel good. It didn't feel good. And I think because of that, I hated the business. And it's, it's almost like a vicious cycle, right? I didn't like it. I hated the business. So I, I didn't think about as much. I didn't want to do it as much. So naturally, like, I would just, I, I think I also would have just been less successful, right? Right now, I can, I can say, like, oh, if I got Josh Shippey, I'll be so successful. I can sell these products and stuff. But in reality, I can't say that because, well, number one, I didn't do it. And number two, it's like, I feel like if I keep going with it and I didn't like it that much, how am I going to be successful at something that I didn't like or enjoy or believe in? And I just feel like I was scamming people. Yeah. Mm. The iceberg goes deep. That is the tough. iceberg goes that deep. Is... <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely how many so I, I think with the popularity of dropshipping on social media there's so many tiktok gurus youtube gurus instagram gurus talking about it all the time and everybody has their own dropshipping course as well yeah. did you purchase any of these dropshipping courses yeah. uh, and and if so how were they do you think were they really that useful in your opinion like what were your thoughts on these courses and anyone that might be even curious about purchasing a dropshipping course okay um, good question. Excellent question. I totally forgot about this. Um, yes, I purchased, I think, Got two. <laughs> I purchased maybe one or two courses over the span of doing dropshipping. I forgot. Um, my thoughts on courses and stuff of that sort is they're good. I actually like them. Um, I, I did a course, quote unquote course, to break into investment banking and I also bought courses for dropshipping. Did they change my life? Did they do any of these things? No, of course not. Any course that tries to sell you that they're going to change your life and they have all the secrets you ever need to know about like this business model, they don't. They don't. But they have to say it because if they don't say it, you're not going to buy it. So of course they're going to say that, right? But I do like courses because it's able to structure out something in a very structural way for you that you don't have to go clicking around the internet for a bunch of information and try to piece things together, right? The honest truth is like everything you need to know is on the internet, but you're not paying for the information. You're paying for the structure and you're paying for a time saved. Mm. So and I think that's part of like what courses. And also it allows you to hone in on one particular strategy that this guy has used and has worked for him. So... I do like courses. I, I think a lot of them out there, honestly, are a little bit scammy. I don't I don't like the whole course selling industry. That's another dilemma I have with dropshipping. Just this whole industry of like people selling courses left and right. And it just felt like, is anyone actually making money or are people just making money selling courses, right? Um, but I do think yep. courses, if you want to get into dropshipping, buy a course for like, at most 300 bucks i i wouldn't i wouldn't buy courses for like a thousand dollars like that you're gonna learn more by losing thousands of dollars in draw shipping than not buying a course for a thousand dollars you just buy a course that teaches you the basics that structures out for you or watch a free course on youtube that works too 
Uh, but the biggest thing is that you gotta get into it. Just gotta get get, get your feet wet, get your hands dirty. Um, but I actually paid a lot of money to for mentorship. So that's that's something that I didn't talk about that much yet. So I, I made about one or two courses. Mm, how's that? So in the two year I did draw shaving, I think I paid over ten grand in men- mentorship, ten Gs. Yeah. Wow. Um, I had two mentors. The first one was this guy I found on YouTube. I'm not gonna say his name. He was okay. Uh, he, was, he was like a kid. He was like 19 years old, I think, and stuff. Um, I, I think that my take on mentorship overall, my first mentor was, was all right. He did a decent job explaining things to me, but I feel like I should have bothered, bothered him more because I was paying money for it. I thought he was going to go out his way to support yeah. me and help me. But what, what I learned is that, I, no, if you want help, you need to get help yourself. No one's going to come out and save your ass, right? So once I got to my second mentor, you know, we, we had a lot more back and forth. We, were, we, we talked a lot more stuff. And honestly, like, I, I, I like my second mentor a lot. I think we're, st- we're still friends to this day. We haven't talked in a while, but overall, like, he's a good guy. I like him a lot. He's this guy, like, based in Australia and stuff. But w- what I learned from mentorships is a mentor is there to help keep you accountable a lot of times and to make sure you're not making the wrong decisions. Don't expect your mentor to solve all your problems for you. At the end of the day, it still needs to be you that does it. It needs to be you that that figures out what's right, what's wrong, and for you to make the ultimate decision for your unique circumstances. Because even though he can be an expert in the space, he only knows as much as like those one-hour sessions you have of him every week or every other week and stuff. And I think I yeah. expect a lot of my mentors to basically carry me to victory because that's kind of what they sell you because they kind of have to sell you that. Or as I can say again, mm-hmm. you're not going to pay for it if they don't sell you the dream, right? But what I learned over the years is like, I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of mentorship, but a mentor is not going to save you. you. It's still up to you at the end of the day. Your mentor is there to keep you accountable and it's there to mm-hmm. be another uh, source of information that you need. And most times your mentors don't know everything either, right? So you still need to make the ultimate decision yourself. But I am a fan of mentorship. I am a fan of mentorship. I think mentors are great. Yeah, you know, I, I guess like now, especially since it's super saturated, I guess, what is your thoughts on the different types of ad platforms out there? I know that Instagram and Facebook ads are the most popular ones for dropshipping, but I know you also dabbled a little bit with TikTok ads. I don't know if you tried out Snapchat ads. I tried though, everything. But I guess, how did you find that they all perform? Um, what's your what's your ranking about each ad platform and the pros and cons and like how well each one did? So, Facebook is obviously the goat, uh, just because they've been around the longest. They understand the algorithm the best. They know exactly who to show your your ads and videos to and stuff. The platform people are, they know how to purchase from Facebook and Instagram. Like people on the platforms are used to it. So Facebook is still number one. Uh, I but I hate advertising on Facebook so much. Not, not to any fault of Facebook, because and it, when I look at it from like their perspective, it's like I am a high risk business to for them to have on the platform because I'm literally drop shipping and someone argues scamming people on Facebook. So I've been banned so many times on mm-hmm. Facebook, so many times. My personal account right now is banned into oblivion. They literally wrote email to me being like, "You are banned forever. There is no chance that you'll ever recover this account." So my personal account is just banned into oblivion. I can't even, I mean, I can access this, but I can't do anything on it. Well, on the business side of things, I can still access my personal mm-hmm. side because, well, I'm still a product. They can, they can run ads to me and stuff, right? So I think Facebook is great. Yeah. 
But I think TikTok, uh, it was very early when I was starting out dropshipping, so I didn't dig too much into it in 2021. They were just launching their app platform at that point. But when it started out, like TikTok, when it first started out, the CPMs were insanely low. I'm talking about dollar CPMs. Well, on Facebook, like CPMs will be like above wow. 20 easily. TikTok had dollar CPMs. Granted, the viewers are a lot less engaged and stuff on TikTok, but dollar CPM, that's fucking crazy. So with this product I was selling with this phone case, I ran it all on TikTok. Those those were pretty much all TikTok that I made. Like the 50K was pretty much all came from TikTok. Maybe made a couple G's from Facebook and Instagram. But the majority is on TikTok. I think those two platforms are the best of all. I didn't dabble too much with Google, the SEO, the keyword search and stuff. I did a little bit of that. Borrow, I can't speak too much of it. I know it's great. I that Google keyword searches and Google ads are the most consistent way to drive traffic to your business because it's um, PPC, right? So it's price per click, right? You 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 pay Google whenever someone clicks on your website. Unlike Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, where it's like yeah. per impression, right? You pay them whatever you get an impression. So Google's great. Uh, I ran a little bit of Snapchat mm-hmm. as well. Didn't see crazy results on Snapchat, to be honest. So I can't speak too much about it, but Snapchat is another outlet. Um, try it out. You know, run some. If you're running on TikTok, you might as well run on Snapchat too. It's literally the same video. So you might as well try it on Snapchat and Pinterest. But I didn't see any success on those two as much as it did on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So right now, Facebook is mm-hmm. going through a lot of changes and problems in which you know people are saying like they're losing user base um it's things uh, cpms are over like way too high by the way anyone listening to cpms stands for cost per million even though it says per million it just means how much you pay facebook to show your video to a thousand individuals i don't know why they call it cost thousand. per million I, yeah. there, there has to be some history to it but if you want to get in drop shipping those are three i recommend i think i think it might be cost it might be cost per meal, M I L L E, like maybe some Latin maybe. word. I don't know. I it's funny. It's funny just because it's like I work in the like throughout my <laughs> yeah. tech career. I've only been in the ad industry, so I'm like on the other side of it all. Yeah. Um. So it's just oh, like yeah, you do. It's funny. I used to work. I used to work at Google. Yeah, ads yeah and you stuff. do. Yeah. So I've just been like on the other side of it all. So it's uh, that's yeah. funny. But yeah, I think the mobile ad business is just so crazy, and it's also just so mind-blowing to me the fact that some companies are literally just built on the back of these mobile app platforms like literally that's how they grow like the other day i was reading about this one business that it's this one person business it does 2.5 million dollars of arr and it was built completely off of the backs of facebook and instagram it's scary that's That's scary and they just yeah it's so it's scary how powerful these companies are and like just what can be done off mm-hmm. of them um but at the same time it's like it's all it's, it's funny because on one hand it's never been easier to start a business but at the same time it's never been harder to start a business as well because on one hand so many tools out there like at these ads that you can just grow to like scale infinitely to get users but at the same time the market has never been more saturated than yeah. ever so it's even harder to like retain that loyalty and like the more and more we are just on the internet. I just feel like we as internet consumers become smarter and smarter about like all these little tricks. Like for myself, I've never bought anything off of Instagram because I can tell immediately this is a dropship product. They do not make this. This is just all marketing fluff surrounding it. And I swipe past it immediately. But then I realized that I am not the majority of, of people in the world. Like a lot of people actually do buy these things off of these websites that take two weeks to ship 
immediately when I see two week shipping time, I'm like, yep, this is a yeah. dropship product. Yeah. I'm not going to dabble in this at all, you know. But but it's like people people other people still buy it. So clearly, I'm not the majority. But I always find that so fascinating that people actually buy. That I, kind I would of say stuff you are the majority. I would rather just buy it. I would say you are. Really? Would you? I, I I mean, people that buy from dropshipping stores, hmm. um, I would say like. They're a minority, but you talk about like 10% of people that use Facebook, that's still like 100 million, right? That's still like a huge audience that that's buys true. from dropshipping stores. But I'll say most people, they go to a store that looks hella sketchy, hella scammy, because I have ran dropshipping stores. I'm just like, who the fuck is buying this shit from my store? Like, the website is so bad. The ad is obviously so Chinese and scammy, but before you know it, you made 90K in revenue to maria in alabama or something you know it's like it's, it's it, there, there are people that buy from stores and i think that's also another thing that opened my eyes when i when i ran these type of e-commerce business i'm just like yo there's people operate a lot more differently than you would think because to to a tech savvy californian like you and i it's so obvious immediately like what a scammy store looks like i will say this to quick disclaimer i have also bought from dropshipping store in the past now I look back in the past of what i've done before I've done it once in my life, so I will say that. But in general, mm. like now, it's it's like it's so easy for me to see a scam, and then consumers overall on these different social platforms also getting a lot smarter. Like you, you can't just. It's hard to just yeah. set up a scamming store and make money off of it, um, even though that still happens. But consumers are getting smarter overall. Honestly, for me, if I can, if I see a product that is being drop shipped, I also know my the way that my brain goes is that all right, someone's drop shipping this product. This means that I can at least. There's also a very high chance somebody is selling this on like Amazon exactly. FBA. So I'd rather just get it off of Amazon with like two day shipping instead. Exactly. Rather than having to wait for like a week yeah. or two. So that's that's my thought process on it. You so. know, that, that brings up another topic in which people are like, draw shipping instead because it doesn't work because you can just find the same product on Amazon for like half the price. I thought that too. But honestly, I'm telling you, some people just don't think. They just see a product and they just buy it. <laughs> like, I'm telling you. It, that I agree. Like, if it's on Amazon, yeah, you're going to lose some customers. Ideally, if it's not Amazon, oh my God, you'll make so much money draw shipping. But if it's on Amazon, you are going to lose some. But there's a lot of people who just impulse buyers, they just buy it anyway. So it's like, oh, whatever, it's 20 bucks. I'll get it. Who cares? Yeah, they only check the shipping yeah. times or whatever. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's like consumers are, some some consumers are a lot simpler than we think. Like, we are simple lizard brain individuals. A lot of us do not think that deeply about most of the things that no. we're doing. In life. No, you got, you got to put yourself in the mind of the consumer, yeah. right? They're scrolling. They see a product. They kind of like it. Is it cheap enough? $30? Yeah, sure, I'll get it. And then they just kind of forget about it, right? Most of them are like that. They just get it, and they kind of forget about yeah. it. And maybe it rises in the mail, like, two weeks later, if they're lucky. <laughs> mm. <laughs> And they're just like, oh, well, I forgot I ordered yeah, this. Yeah, Here exactly. It and it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Brutal. Man. Well. Um, so I, just, I guess to wrap, wrap up the topic about dropshipping, though, clearly there are a lot of highs, a lot of lows, very complicated topic. And I know that this is not going to have a very simple answer, but I know that there's a good chance that a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast, watching this podcast, have thought about in the past or are currently thinking about getting into dropshipping as in as short of an answer as you possibly can what would you say to them what would your recommendation them for them be try it out try it out do it for six months um or longer if you want see how i feel see how you like it i always recommend people of like they want to get into dropshipping 
hit your first winning product before you quit. Because um, you want to, because it's so easy to quit something before you hit like a winner. Just being like, oh, I don't like it. But d- did you really not like it? Or did you just not make money? Which honestly is a question I still ask myself to this day. Because what if I just made a million scamming people? Maybe I'll be like, oh, I feel shitty, but I made a million dollars. So who fucking cares? I don't know. But I have had enough success with dropshipping, which I sell products that made tens of thousands of dollars. Um, like I said, I made 200K in revenue. I was, I was pretty profitable towards the end selling these different products. So try it out. Try to hit your first winning product and then ask yourself, is this something you want to keep doing? If it isn't, don't do it. If it is, perfect. It, I think dropshipping is a great way to learn about internet marketing. It's a great way to learn about paid ads. It's a great way to learn about branding, uh, creating websites. And it can definitely build to something bigger. Uh, and I know this personally because obviously my mentors mm-hmm. I've worked with, like they have built these amazing like six figure brands and sold them for like a lot of money as well. So I dropshipping is not a scam. It does work, but it comes with a lot of caveats that I hope I covered enough with in this podcast. But I'm not here to scourge anyone away from it. My answer is always try it for yourself and see if mm-hmm. you like it. If you if you like it, great. If you don't, just get out. Try something else. Awesome. Well. Thanks for the advice. Uh, if anyone ever has more dropshipping questions, you know where to find <laughs> Just slide into his DMs or comment I, on his shit, and he'll maybe he'll get back to you. I probably will. I mean, I I, I enjoy talking about this type of stuff, like business and, and whatnot. Especially if you're like a current corporate yeah. employee yeah. that's trying to start a business. Oh yeah, shoot me a DM, dude. I'll reply to you. I guarantee. You. If you're trying to get into investment banking, maybe <laughs> maybe I'll reply to you. <laughs> If you're trying right. to get out of well, investment banking, I will hundred percent reply to you. <laughs> I love right, you guys. Y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, well, that's about it for this pod. Thanks again for watching, and we'll see you in the next one. All right, peace out, guys. <laughs>